So today, it's an exciting day. On Heavenly Favor Episode 2, I have my brother Bruno with me. This great man of God is doing powerful things behind the scenes for gaining ground for the kingdom. I mean building up leaders and mentoring and ministering to many. And we will touch and impact the nations. So today, I have him on the podcast, and we're going to talk about identity. But first, I want to introduce you to Bruno. Oh, thanks for having me. I just want to, I just want to, uh, uh, I really don't know where to start with, with, with being in the presence of a man that's, that's so rooted in Christ. And, and uh, it's, you just, it's just not every day that you run into someone like this young man. So um, I'm privileged to be here, and, and uh, I just trust the Holy Spirit to lead us. Amen. I believe that you have a message from God that will benefit us and many. And in this podcast, that's what we're called to do. We're, we're called to equip leaders. And that, that's a journey that we're going to go through together on finding your purpose and finding your calling and finding just who you are. So today, I, I believe that we're going to do that. And we'll actually be able to, uh, to put some application behind that to where it makes sense. So identity, that's a, a, a broad topic, and I feel like many have spoken on it, but truly in this world, it, it's hard to find people that are fully walking in their identity because this world puts things on you and the world tells you you have to be this way and you have to follow everybody else and you have to follow the crowd and be like this person. If you don't dress like this person, then you don't fit in. and. I just believe that that is wrong because God uh, created us to be unique. He created us for a time just as now, and you are perfectly knitted in into this world to, to be your unique self and your giftedness and your purpose are unique and nobody else is like you. So why not walk into that instead of fitting in to be like somebody else? And that's when people become average. Because when you walk in your giftedness, you become supernatural because God super puts super on your natural. And I believe that, you know, with this topic, that many people will be blessed. So what does identity mean to you? Well, uh, I, like, I like to, you know, I like to use a lot of an analogies um, so that it makes sense, you know, just speaking to the audience uh, about you think about um you think about a fruit, right? They say the fruit doesn't fall too too far from the tree. So we have to think about that a fruit is created to be whatever particular fruit that is. So whether it's an apple or a pear or an avocado, that's what it is. So you have to think about that that fruit has a source, you see. So many times when we're growing up and, and we're, what, what shapes our lives is our environment. And, um, you know, our idea of who we are versus versus who God calls us to be, right? So we fail, we, we fail, we were created in the likeness and the image of our Father. And so it's been a lot of distortion on who we really are. And uh, that affects the way that we operate in our lives on a daily basis, you know? So um, that's, that's the foundation to anything is identity. So we have to make sure that we have the right perspective, we have the right understanding of what identity is so that we can flow organically from who we are. That's so good. He said that the foundation 
is identity. And the Bible talks about that. It says that no man could build upon the uh, build upon anything other than the foundation that Jesus has already laid. So the foundation, I believe, in the Bible is saying that Jesus is the foundation, and we build upon that. And our goal is sanctification to be more like Jesus every single day. And it's a journey um, in that we find out who we really are. So what, what would you like to speak upon that? Uh, well, going from the, going from the beginning, um, well, what I have some, having some of my notes uh, is that uh, they said people, people today love to talk, talk about identity, the who am I question. How should I, how should I view myself? And how should I relate to the, to the world around me? You see, those are very, very key, important questions. You see, so uh, I think about that every answer or every question leads to an answer. You see, so the challenge here is, is that the environment and foundation is not kingdom-centered. Or if the environment is not kingdom-centered, what happens is it's likely that they'll choose the answers that are not true about them. Most of the time, most of the time, what we allow to shape our lives is from people that love us people that we trust, people that we really care about. And a lot of times their, 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 their idea of their identity is not Christ-centered, it's not kingdom-centered. So what happens is when the environment is shaping our identity, now very seldom do we ever question those people that we love and care about and those people that we trust. Mm. That's very interesting. Um, I, I was speaking to a young man and he blamed all his problems on, he, he said, I'm just a product of my environment. And you know, many a times if, if we grow up in bad environments, we just act upon what we see. And I, I really uh, realized that in my life that when I started hanging around uh Christ-minded people and and kingdom-minded people that I no longer wanted to do those things anymore. And when I was with with people of the world, that I just did what they did, and I found out who I truly was whenever I was around like-minded people. You know, when we're around the, the people of the world, you know, again I said that the world wants us to fit in. And when we're around kingdom-minded people, they want you to stand out. <laughs> and, and that's so powerful. And, and I feel like when you fully walk into who you are, you stand out. Mm. Wow. Man, see, this man right here always has some, some things that always, always, you know, catch you off guard. And, and I'm just so, so thankful to, to, to hear the wisdom that flows from his life. Uh, you said, uh, <laughs> said that the world wants you to fit in, but when you're around kingdom-minded people, they want you to stand out. So, we all have uh, giftedness, and we have a purpose that's already placed inside of us before the creation of time. And when you're around the world, it's like they're trying to smother that. They want you to fit into the crowd. They want you to come down to their level. It's, it's more like crabs in a bucket. 
And uh, though the crabs have the possibility to get out of the bucket, then nobody else wants them. The other crabs don't want that crab to get out the bucket, so they'll pull them down. In the kingdom, I feel like it should be, if you're around the right environment, that they should be pushing each other to the top. And it, it's just... Uh, it's just your environment. Is your environment pushing you outside of the bucket? Or are they dragging you inside the bucket? And I believe the bucket is the box. You know, my mom said something uh, great last night. She said that um, I, I feel I always felt like you would do something successful because you were always thinking outside of the box. You didn't allow the world to put you in a box and for and to contain you in that. And, and what they they say you are or who you could be. Mm. Mm. So going so going back um, going back to the foundation to what usually sh shapes our lives, and in, in most cases is our parents, mm. right? So we think about starting starting from birth. If you grow up in a Christian home, I don't know if you felt that way before, or I don't, if you're a believer, or or if you're, or you're new into the faith or you're thinking about being a believer or, well, what is Christianity? What is, what is Jesus really all about? You know, this, this really reflects on all of us, you know, because it all starts at home, you see. So if in most cases, if, or, or in, in the reality, if our parents have, uh, don't have a clear understanding on who they are, then it's likely that you're not gonna grow in an environment that, that's conditioning and pointing you to who you are. So that's where we start. So remember, we began talking about the foundation of identity. So the foundation is where we start is. And that's when we come home, you know, to mom and dad. Um, so you think about starting from birth. If you grew up in a Christian home, you're given religion. You're given religion. You see. So generally speaking, you're given religion. You're not given Jesus. So it's where your identity rests from from what you from which is put you in an environment to where you your, your identity is based on what you do right and what you do wrong. You see, a lot of times it's not from the love of Christ. It's from you did this wrong or don't do that. Or if you do this, this is what happens to you. You see, so that's the, the so that's the foundation. That's a that's the that's the that's the realm. Right. How how our parents treat us is likely how we think God treats us. You see, so you think about that, that living in a home like that or living in an environment like that, when we have the wrong perspective of who we are in Christ. And, is, and, our, and our homes are not Christ-centered, meaning that we have a clear understanding of how God sees us and, and who we are in Christ and what we have in Christ. What happens is that starves us. That's an environment that starves us and cheats us of the love of Christ. You see? So, it's all, so now we're trying, so we live a life of trying to please God and trying to, trying to do things that, are, that look good to God. You see? But God is completely opposite from that. And so I have a few examples here. Is that um, so? When we live in an environment like that, we're cheated of seeing the love of the Father. We we we're cheated on the the gift of grace, and we have and we have an incorrect way of a good Father and how He sees us. So that causes that causes us to struggle trying to please God with our own will, which leads us to condemnation. So now our questions: We live life of a good of a good God. We have we have a belief and idea of a good father. And now the question comes now is, am I good enough? We live a life of, of, of trying to compete for our identity versus living from the, from the true nature of our, of our identity. 
that's the game changer there. Mm-hmm. The true nature of our identity. That's so good. Uh, I I think I, I didn't go on it uh, in depth like like he did, but in my, in my book, I'd rather be on the island. There's a chapter that says, "Stay away from dead places." Mm. And wow. And on an island, there there are dead places where things don't grow. And in your life, it's the same same way. Mm. You know that there's environments where you can't grow. That that the environment doesn't nourish you enough to sustain life. Mm. And, and I, I believe that it, mm. it goes by you know natural life and spiritual life. That if you don't have that environment that's going to grow you, you're going to become spiritually dead. And to stay away from those places. And the way to realize that is, are you growing in this environment? Or this environment tearing you down? And that that's just so powerful to me that we're talking about identity. And we're talking about an environment that cult, cultivates our identity. And it, it's, it's the power of life and death. You know, the places that you that you put yourself in are the places that the world puts you in. But you're not uh, you're not boxed in to staying in that environment. You always have the opportunity to step out. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. I think that I think those are great points there. Um, if I can, I can reflect. Is it OK if I reflect back, just back a little bit? It's OK. Awesome. So. Um, also thinking about uh, when you when you think about you know the environment that we're growing in, okay, right? So most of us live live from who we're called. We live from we live from what we are called, right? Versus who we really are, okay. So most people are living from their name. Mm-hmm. You see. Think about the labels that that the labels that we're given from from our from our environment. You see, so most people just live from the life of like my name is Bruno, so that's where I live my name. That's what I live from from the person that I'm called, right? They call me Bruno. That's who I am. Or from the labels, and those some of those labels are are you know your background, where you come from, your ethnicity, you know what part of the world you're born from. So in many cases, is from the identity of being being a black man or being a white man or or being Asian or or Korean, whatever you want to name it. That's where they live their identity from, right? Where they're from. That's a label that they have, right? Whatever title you have, you know, whether it's a, whether whether you're if you're a pastor or whether you are a teacher, right? Those are just labels that you're called. Right. But there's still a nature. There's still a reality of who you are. You see. So that's the important. That's the important thing there. And uh, I think I may have uh, jumped just a little bit ahead of myself um, on, on talking about it. But, you know, when when, uh, you know, the last a few moments before I had spoken, I was talking about how we try to live a life from um, from qualifying or trying to please God from doing right or from doing wrong. And that's where the first place of religion is introduced into our, into our, into our being, into our nature. Um, and so I have here on our, um, a few scriptures that I want us to go through that we can reflect on, on God's grace, which is in Ephesians, uh, chapter two, verse eight through 10. These are really, really important scriptures. It says, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. Through faith, not by what you did, 
but through faith, because of your belief. And it says in that not of yourselves. So meaning that it's not, it wasn't based from what you did right or from or what you did wrong. It's based on, it's based on the reality that you, that you took the step to believe. And it says, it is the gift of God. Verse nine says, not of works. So the word of, when we hear not of works, is stating that the source of is the source of what you're saved from. It says, lest anyone should boast. So if you, if you were saved by what you did, or if you were saved from what you did not do, then, then it would be a lot of us. Most of us would be disqualified. People that, that don't believe in God, they would, they would be qualified to make it to heaven. You see, but that that would that would that would cause them to live a life of not their identity, but from just doing from doing from doing good things. Right. There are a lot of bad people that do good things, you see, but they're not living from who they are. So it says that it says verse 10 says, for we are the his workmanship created in Christ in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So we see that, that before you even try to do something right or before you try to do anything wrong, see, God had already prepared you for good works before the foundations of the world. I just want you to think, that, think about that for a little while. Have you ever lived your life trying to, trying to, Trying to, trying to qualify, trying to qualify for something, being good enough, right? Or, or not doing the wrong thing, trying to make mom and dad happy, right? Do you have, have you ever thought about how is it, how is it that the father really sees you? How does God really see you? You know, you know what, what is the sovereignty of our father? Are you qualified to be loved by God? Have you ever asked yourself those kind of questions? What do you think? <laughs> I'm mind blown right now. <laughs> Man, uh, those are powerful questions to think about, you know, because we live our, our life trying to please others and uh, really thinking about how God sees us. Because, again, I, I think he spoke on uh, your the way that your parents see you. You start to think that that's the way that God sees you. Mm. But just the same with yourself you know when you feel uh like you're not worthy you you feel like god feels that way and mm -hmm. the bible talks about god says that my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts so are we really diving in on how god really sees us now are we are we taking what the world is saying are we taking what god is saying about us because he says that you're loved and, and nothing could separate us. And he said there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Mm. You know, but as ourselves, we put our thoughts and our ways and we try to compare them to God's thoughts and God's ways. Mm. And that's where we mess up. But really finding out, asking those questions, if you don't mind, you know, repeating those questions, because I feel like they're powerful. Um, I believe you said asking how God sees us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so living from the point or, or when you ask yourself that kind of question, that's what leads you somewhere. You see, th those are questions that, that theology can't give you 
or whether it be science or whether it be technology, right? Those are questions that, that, that outside things will never be able to give you. You see, so those are the kind of questions that lead you to, to, to begin to embark on your, your nature of who you really are. You see, the, the religion, religion will never point you to that. But there's a person that will point you to that. That's the, that's the difference between the Bible, Christianity, versus any other religion in the world. Any other, any other belief that you, that you can think of, Socrates or whether, whether it's a, and that's the name I was trying to think about this whole time. I don't know if you remember. Um, uh, whether it's an Albert Einstein or whether it's a Buddha, whether it's an Allah, it'll never point you to your identity and who you are and how the Father sees you. That's the game changer. Everybody is looking for the who am I question. Everyone is. You see, no matter what you have, you see. And so it says that so good works, good works come from the come, come from the realization. The good works is already in you. So the good works come from from realizing who you are in Christ. So then that so now life flows from that from that from that nature, from that realization that you have of yourself. See, when we try to do right and do wrong, we struggle. When we try to do right and we or and not do wrong, we struggle. But but it, wouldn't it be a lot easier to come in realization of who you are? And those, and those good works flow from you like a river. How much life, how much life will be simpler for us, right? You know, so you think about, uh, think about this here. It says God's idea of humanity was seen in his nature of good works beforehand. So that means, so that's, so that's, so that's from the place of being created existed or lived god saw saw good works in us beforehand and it says even from the scheme of the enemy the devil god had already declared humanity would only find their true nature in christ so the only way that you can find your identity the only way that you can find your nature is in christ <laughs> The only way that you can find your true nature, your identity, is in Christ. It says that, gosh, verse, uh, verse 10, Ephesians 2, uh, verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ, in Christ Jesus, for good works which God prepared beforehand. Now listen, the key word is, it says, we are his workmanship created in Christ. Jesus. So, so he's saying that the only beforehand, before we were created, the only way he's saying that the only way that we will be able to find our identity was in Christ beforehand. So that means Adam and Eve, the first of creation, did not have the privilege of knowing their identity. Now, follow me a little bit. Isn't a little mind blown right there? That Adam, that Adam and Eve, even though, even though they walk with God and they talk with God daily, they never had the privilege of learning their identity. You see, because it says what? It says that being created in, in God's image and like himself, they still lack the thing, which is with identity, because Jesus had not been known to man at that time. 
isn't it wonderful to be, be born at a time such as this? So what is it saying? It said it's possible. It's possible to go to church from birth to death and still lack identity. That's what we find out. That's what we find out in um, we find that out in in, uh, in in Genesis at that point where we're talking about Adam and Eve. That see what it was possible because they walked, even though they walked with God and they talked with God, they still lacked identity. So that so what we get what we pull from that story is that it's possible to go to church your whole life from birth into death and still lack identity. It's it's possible to quote every scripture and still lack identity. It's possible to pray at night and day and still lack identity. And it's possible to do good all your life and still lack identity. Because identity, our true nature, can only be found in Christ. That's what that's saying, and it's that's so profound there. You know, what do you what do you think about that? Just the, the whole thing on uh, Adam and Eve, I've, I've never heard that before. That's new to me, and I'm working on not getting blown away when God speaks. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but that that's so good. My mind was thinking the whole time that it says that it's found in Christ. Mm. Um, that through, you know, his workmanship and everything is just found in, in Christ. So they didn't have the opportunity and that's why they fell. Mm. That's why Adam and Eve fell because they didn't truly know their identity. Mm. You know, and I, I feel like that's why I know Christ came is to help us. He, God sent Jesus to restore us back to our true identity. And that, that, that's the whole basis, that's the whole foundation of everything is being restored back to our true identity, who we are in Christ. Mm. And that, that's so good. Mm. That's so good. Mm. It blows me away. It's a scripture that, uh, another scripture that, that we take from that, um, what's, what's stating that <laughs> it's possible for your, for, it's possible to read scripture. It's possible to pray. It's possible to do all those things, right? The do's and the don'ts. It's possible for all those things. And that just blows my mind that it's still possible to lack identity. You see, even being a believer, it's possible doing all those things and still missing the mark. So it says in John 5, chapter 5, verse 39, it says, You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. So we're talking about believers. Now we're talking about believers. So it's possible to do all these things and still lack identity. Blows my mind. And it's so humbling to me that, um, that we have to be intentional about everything that we do. You see? So, so even this, just this conversation that we're having right now together triumphs over over any religion that's that's ever been taught in the world because we're talking about we're talking about the key the key conversation here is about identity right that's man's cry that's every man's cry of creation is their identity and so i'm gonna uh re reflect because it's just not hitting me about the adam thing um that it said it's found in Christ, and that's why Jesus said, I'm the way, 
I'm the truth and I'm the life because this is how you find the life. This is how you find the way is when you when you find me. And, and the scripture that you just read it is so good. And uh, John five thirty nine, it says, "You search the, search the scriptures in them. You think that you have eternal life, and these are they who testify of me." And then verse 40 is so key. It says, but you are not willing to come to me that you will may have life, that you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. He is the life. He is the way. And and I, I believe that's so true. I, I, I spoke um, earlier and, and I speak to, um, to many people and I say that Everything that you have in this life is already inside of you. You have your purpose, you have your gifts and your talents, and you have your passion, and you have the Holy Spirit if you're the believer, and all those are inside of you already. The Bible talks about that God knitted you in your mother's womb, and he, I feel like he knitted those things already inside of you. He knitted your identity, and he said he had a purpose for, for you since the beginning. And he put those purposes inside of you. And when you came to earth, what did he say? He said, come follow me. Jesus spoke to the fishermen and says, I will make you fishers of men, but just come follow me. He didn't give them directions. He didn't tell them which way to go. He just said, follow me. And the Bible talks about... Um, Seek first the kingdom and all else will be added to you because when you're following Jesus, everything you'll need is already in the path. It says your steps are ordered. So the things that God wants to do with you are already ahead of you. You just have to follow him. He's showing you the path. When he says that your steps are ordered, mm -hmm. he doesn't tell you the steps. He just says, follow me. Mm -hmm. And in those steps, there's provision. Because he's already went before you. Mm. Ooh, I said, that's so good. Mm. That when you follow him, that means that he's already gone before you. Mm. That means he's made provision for that next step. So we have to step out in faith and continue to walk in the, in the good deeds that he has already predestined for you. But you have to, find, you have to follow him. He said, I'm not, and you, you may be saying, I'm not qualified enough. I'm not good enough. My, my background and my parents said this and the world says this, but all your gifts, your talents, your, your uh, passion, your uh, purpose, and the Holy Spirit are inside of you. So when you make that step, the step that God has already ordered for you, when you make that step, everything you need is already inside of you. Mm -hmm. Everything you need is already inside of you. That's the, that's the power of identity. Mm. Wow. I got to take that in for a minute. <laughs> wow. Wow. So I, I, don't, I don't think that we, I don't think you can ever talk about talk about identity enough. Uh, you know, it's the, you know, there's a wisdom and repetition. Uh, and, and the reason I know this wasn't repetition, because in our lives, in our lives, you think about re re through repetition, we hear everything in our lives that we aren't. Mm. So would it would it be fair that if we talk about, if we say identity enough times that you may hear that one time that we that we say it one of whether it's two times or one time that we say it through this time that we're talking having this conversation that you may hear the right thing, mm. that it may click of who you really are. 
You see, so I don't think that we can say identity or hear the word identity enough until we have the right understanding of our identity. So I'm hoping that, you know, through this conversation that at least anything, the least that you take from this conversation is that you now have been pointed to who you are in Christ and that you may go seek the father through the son. I was gonna, I was gonna say that it says that the good word says that we were created in his image and in his likeness. Okay, so you think about that as the, the good Lord, as 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 Brother Jabri was saying here, he was saying that the look the good Lord says, "Follow me, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men." Right? He didn't. You think about there was a time. That Adam and Eve, they had everything. They had a perfect world. There was no lack. There was nothing but abundance. That's all there was. It was just abundance. That's all they had. It was no sin. It was no, it was everything. Everything lived, lived according. Perfect fruit. There wasn't hunger. There wasn't aging. There wasn't any, anything in that fashion. But you think about, there was something they were still hungry for. It was identity. Even though they had everything in the world, they still was hungry for something more, which was, which, was, which, which was their identity. That's the greatest call ever. That's the greatest search of humanity. So you think about that. What happened is they went to go look for that identity in the wrong place. Like most of us do. See, the same way that Adam and Eve fell is the same way that we fall today. We go to mom and dad and we say, who am I? But the Lord says clearly, he says, follow me. I want to tell you my thoughts towards you. <laughs> you see, so he loves you so much. His thoughts are so beyond ours. Is that he says that my thoughts towards you are as far are, are is as far as the east is from the west, <laughs> and he says they're good, they're, he says they're good, and it says that he says my thoughts towards you are good and or and good for a future and a hope. Those are his thoughts towards us. So even even from mom and dad, if that is true, which it is, wouldn't it be a lot more feasible to even go seek someone? that has thoughts in that manner. What are, what are some of the ways that, and, and when we're growing up, you know, we're just having a conversation, you think about what are some of the ways that we have on a daily basis about, you know, with our parents? It's either, did you have, did you, you know, did you go fold the clothes up? You know, did you do what I told you to go do? Most of the times we, we fail miserably, right? We fail, we, we fail miserably. Um, you know, later on we mature a little bit. Let's fast forward a little bit. We get to school. And then what, what does our parents say? Are you making A's and B's? Are we good enough? You see, so guess what happens? Is through most of our lives, we have, we have that, remember, we, we have that incorrect way of how we see the Father. If we haven't heard the message before, we just now label God as being like mom and dad. When we ask questions, they say, wait, I'll tell you later, or they say, go somewhere else. So now we think when we speak to the Father, that's what he's saying to us because we don't hear from him. Mm. 
See, all these, all these things that happen, all these offenses that happens to us distorts our reality of who God really is. You see, so what is important for a shift to happen in our lives and the people that are before us and, and those that are coming after us is that we have the right understanding of who God is and how he sees us. And we'll never get that true, that true, the truth of who we are, unless it be from parents that are, that are kingdom centered. They have an understanding of who they are in Christ. You see, but, but mom and dad will never, ever be able to, to tell us who we are, but they can point us to who we are. You see, so, so you think about that. You don't have what it makes sense if, if us human, us as human beings went to bears to try to find our identity, or we went to go try to live with a pack of wolves. How would that turn out for us? We would be living a life that is that is completely opposite of who of who we are, what we were made to do, how we were supposed to see life, right? We're living life in a cave <laughs> when we should be living the when we should be living and, and and going through the earth. You see, so now we're cheated on what's supposed to come, what was supposed to come out of our lives, what we were supposed to touch in our lives, who we were supposed to touch in our lives, the impact we were supposed to make in our lives, on others in our lives. You see, so this is why it's so important that we have a clear understanding of identity and that we're getting our identity from 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 who created us, who we really are. That's why it's really, really, really important. That's why the foundation of identity is so important. Very true. You said that parents can't tell us who we are. Uh, they could only point us to who we are. And some of you may be thinking that um, I don't have parents that, that I could go to that, mm. uh, that could point me in that direction. And many of us don't, um, even, you know, parents that give us religion, you know, they don't fully, uh, point us to our identity and the Lord has blessed me with great spiritual parents, you know, throughout my walk. And, and I would just, I would want you to wherever you are, to, to go out and seek mentors that you think that will lead you to, to your identity in Christ. Not religion, but identity. Um, because there's, there's spiritual uh, people that will disciple you, that will, uh, that will be your quote-unquote spiritual parents, that will lead you to your identity. And I, I feel like God has made provision for that for you. That if you seek out, it says, seek me. You know, seeking you shall find. I believe that if you don't have those people in your life, that if you seek out those people that will point you to your identity, um, that you will find them. You know, um, I've had, you know, many spiritual parents, and I feel like that's it, in each season, I needed people in my life to nourish me in the right way, to, to point me in, in the right direction. And that that's how I truly and walking better in my identity when I have those people around me uh, that that are kingdom minded that um, they want to see me stand out like I said earlier they want to see me grow and prosper 
And um, they're just pointing me to Christ. And through Christ, I have the freeness. Um, I have that, that freeness to be who I am and, and really explore who I am. And um, I find that through Christ and he is he is so powerful like there's nothing that you could read and and uh, even with identity say over and over again or learn over and over again i feel like if you study god and, and study christ that you will never become uh to the end of it it's sanctification each and every day we should be getting more and more like christ but i feel like uh, we'll never get to reset until we get to heaven but it, it becomes so freeing when you you shed when you shed off uh, everything that the world has put on you, and everything that the world has told you who you are, and really finding out your true identity, mm-hmm. and I, I think Brother uh, Bruno has has hit the nail on this today. That man, just just the foundation of of the steps that we need to take on getting in the right environment and finding the right people that won't push religion on us and won't push worldly things on us, but push us to to truly find out our identity and our foundation. And that's only found in Christ. And I, I thank him for, for that message. Like, it, it's so powerful. Um, and I know that... Um, that Again, you guys are thinking now, where do I find these people? And I, I believe that a prayer that I prayed, you know, God, take the bad people out of my life and, and place good people in my life. God, give me eyes to see the people that will take me uh, closer to me finding my identity. And just prayers like that, um, because God answers prayers. Absolutely. I, I wanted to, um, um, if I if I may add just a little bit more, if that's okay. Uh, I wanted us to, I wanted us to have, um, you know, just a. Hold on. I, yeah. Do y'all mind if he adds a little bit more? Yeah. I don't think they do. I, <laughs> I think if they made it this far, they want some more. Yeah. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm and I and also, um, I'm I'm my motive is is, uh, you know, is is just to paint a picture. Mm. And so that we have a clear understanding, right? If we think about it, if we if we see the map wrongly, what we might end up in the wrong place. So I just want to I just want to make sure that we have a clear understanding of where we start, the foundation, right? Because it says think of think about think about if you build a house. If you build a house on dirt, what's going to happen over time? When when you have many many people that walk over it and you build a and you build a structure upon it, you think it's it's not going to stand very very it's not going to stand well. Right. Or if you build it on sand. Right. Or imagine trying to build it on water. Right. It'll be even worse. So the foundation of anything means it's a standard. There's a standard of how God sees us and anything that is contrary to that standard, anything that is outside of that, it's going to lead. It's going to lead us into confusion and lead us to division. Right. And everything else that we can think of. So uh, my next question to, to, to you all and also myself is that why is the foundation of where your identity is found so important? Identity determines, and the reason why it's so important is because identity determines the height, the width, and the depth of how you see life. Of how you see life. Identity also determines how you walk, how you talk, and how you do life. 
it also it also determines how you handle each other and how you deal with the things that we that with, with the life issues. Identity also determines the capacity in which the life of God touches your life and how God finds expression through your life. And identity, this is key. Identity determines the possibility of heaven ever, ever being able to touch the earth through your life. It takes God to do God's work. Only God can do what God can do. And he wants to do it through your life. So when you have a clear understanding on foundation, uh, when you when you have a foundational understanding of your identity, what happens is that it changes the trajectory of where your life is going to end, and how impactful your life will be, and how God will be able to actually use you as a vessel. You see, so we have a so it says in Galatians two twenty it says that it's no longer I who live, and it's no longer the person that my mother gave birth to that lives. But it's Christ that now lives in us. You see, it's Christ that lives through you now. So, um, the amazing thing of John, John chapter 5, verse 30, it says that I can of myself do nothing. This is John talking. Very, very wise man for him to say this. No, this is Jesus talking. This is I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. What, he, what, what Jesus is saying when he says, when I hear, I judge, which is a perfect representation of what we should do. It says, judge means to decide, make decisions. So your identity also determines how you, how you decide and also how you make decisions. It says, my judgment is righteous. Meaning that the standard of how I see things, the standard of how I do things is how God does it. It's a standard. And then he says, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of my father who sent me. If the foundation of our identity is found outside of Jesus Christ, everything I have or do will be incorrect. And you will always find these characteristics. You'll find condemnation. I'm not good enough. Have you ever felt that way before? Right? Is that a thought that was that was on your mind before I said it? Has has someone told you that you someone that you love and care about told you you're not good enough? What about strife? Something that someone always does to, that offends you. See, if you know who you are, there's nothing that anybody else can ever do or say to you that will cause you to act any different. The only reason that the only reason that when people say things to you moves you is because you don't know who you are. Confusion. Have you ever been confused? You don't know what you're doing, why you're doing it. Most of the times we're doing the things that we're doing because somebody told us to or someone told us that we'll get it. We'll get a nice paycheck from it. Or it'll or it'll it'll meet it'll meet whatever we desire out of our lives. That's why we do it. You see, so so that means that we have a calling. We have we have we have a we have a calling, and then we have purpose. So you have you have um, um, your calling is what you are 
is what you're paid for. Okay? Your purpose is what you're made for. Okay? Think about that for a moment. Your calling is what you're made for. I'm sorry. Your calling is what you're paid for. Okay? Your purpose is what you're made for. Okay? So then you have prematurity when you lack, when you lack identity. When your identity is, is outside of Christ. Prematurity means that you step out to do something that is too young. You step out to do something too young, meaning that you have a vision, but that vision hasn't been made full yet. But you step out and go do it anyways, and it's working. But just because it's working doesn't mean it's working for the kingdom. Okay, so if the world is loving you for what you're doing, I would encourage you to check what you're doing. Is it edifying you or is it edifying the father? Prematurity is something that's, that cheats most celebrities and most movie stars. They use their gift for what it wasn't used for or what it wasn't supposed to be used for. When, you're, when, you're, when your identity is outside of Christ, it, it leads you to death. You see, things make you, but who you are. <laughs> who you are doesn't make you. Who you are, that's not who you live from. So therefore, it leads you to a different place in your life that, that leads you to death. It leads you to a premature death. Instead of you giving your last breath, you take your last breath. Wouldn't it be a lot more pleasurable to give your last breath, to say it is finished? Mm. We have slander. Slander is when we're talking about people, we're downing people. It's not building us up. Have you, have you ever had someone that comes and they start talking about gossiping, right? Gossiping is something that is, that is popular. We always talk about somebody else that either offended us or someone that is uh, overweight or whatever the case is. But you think about that. Think of, wouldn't it be a lot better if you had somebody pulling you to who you are? If you had somebody speaking life and pouring life into you? I'm not talking about positivity. Positivity makes you feel good. But edification builds you up and helps you to step in, step into who you are. It helps you to live that life out. You see, you also have pride. So that's yourself. I have I. I have me, myself, and I. Pride. You see? And then you also have proud. Proud comes from the inside. Or from the outside, I apologize. And then you also have the vision. It says a house divided against itself cannot stand. So why do you think most people can't stand together? And then the last but not least, we have war. We use guns and bullets to fight something. That's not even, that's, that, that is an inside issue. Guns and bullets can't stop evil. You think about that. We're using, we're using weapons. To fight something, that's a, that's a hard issue. Man. This is, if we don't learn anything else, that the issue to all life issues is the heart of a man. And there's only one person that can change the heart of a man. And that's Jesus Christ. And he loves you. 
and he wants you to know who you are. He wants you to know how you, what you have in Christ so that that life can flow through your life. I just, I really thank you for allowing me to share this with you guys. Man, that, that message was so powerful. Um, I'm still absorbing that in, but that that's so good. And uh, I thank you for for being here with us and, and giving us that message. Man, I, I know that you probably have way more. Um, and, and I think that you you have to come back on on an, uh, for another episode. I'd be happy I'm, to. Yes. I'm telling you, man, there's there's so much in that. And I, I feel like you spent a lot of time with the Lord and uh, seeking out your identity and and uh, just spending time at his feet. You know, it, it definitely shows in um, in everything that you do. And we thank you for uh, for for coming on. And I'm, I'm pretty sure our followers thank you for that message. And this episode is powered by Heavenly Dose um, and Heavenly Dose is my it's my uh, ministry, but we want to equip leaders to succeed and you are a leader. So I thank you for listening to this podcast and I thank you for all you that stayed on this long and I thank you for coming back and subscribing and liking. Uh, we are on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music and, and, and many other podcast streaming apps. And, um, we thank you for uh, continue to, to help us and, and go along in this journey together. Also, my book, I'd Rather Be on the Island, is now out on Amazon. Uh, it's blessed many, many, many people. And uh, I'm not just saying that because I wrote it, because I, I believe the Holy Spirit helped me out with it. And all praise be to God, because the Holy Spirit just came to me and said, put your name here, here and here. And um he has worked tremendously through my obedience, and I want to continue to be obedient, and uh, I'm pretty sure this man is going to continue on his walk and become stronger, and um, tune in for another episode with my brother Bruno. I know uh, next time he's going to come with even more ammunition for the, the enemy, but uh, because the enemy wants to keep you away from your destiny. He wants to keep you away from your identity. And today we took a lot of ground for the kingdom. And I thank you for that. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I pray that the good Lord uses this platform uh, to touch thousands and millions of lives, man. I really trust that the Lord will do that, you know, through this young man here. Um, again, I'm so privileged to be here. And, um, you know, I, I just, I really encourage you and I hope that that you replay this over and over again, and that they if this allow this seed to just sit in your life, that nothing in your life, no matter what you do, will ever change the way God sees you. The only thing that God wants this, this is one last thing I I didn't mean to keep on going on, but I believe this is about the Spirit. I have it I have it written down, but I didn't know if the Lord wanted me to share with it. But so He says. God's desires towards all men. When I say men, I'm not talking about gender specifically, but I'm talking about humanity. It says to the Lord, what God's desire for all of us is for this, for in first Timothy chapter two, three 
chapter two, three through five. It says, for this good and acceptable in the sight of God, our savior. It says, what's good and acceptable in his sight. It says, who desires all men to be saved. One. The second thing is, and to come to the knowledge of the truth. God wants you to know who you are. His desire, his greatest desire is that we're all saved. And that we all come into the knowledge of the truth of who we are in Christ. For there is, a, for there is one God and one mediator between God and man. The man. Christ Jesus. So the only way you'll find that knowledge, the only way you'll find the truth is through Jesus Christ, a person, not a religion, a person. There's a name behind the name of Jesus Christ. Oh man, I'll glory to God and I'll just thank you for this time. Amen. Well, thank you guys for listening.